Hello, and welcome to another edition of Carry On Up The Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hello, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. So, is it a blazing hot day here as we record this? There's the ice cream van. Therefore, we must be doing a Christmas special. I know, it feels so wrong, doesn't it? <laughs> 1972's Carry On Christmas or Carry On Stuffing. What did you think? Did it say carry on stuffing? Yes, uh, yes it did. In fact, I said it twice. But I know you were a bit distracted by other things. I don't totally blame you, uh, but it was definitely called carry on stuffing. So what did you think of it? Well, I can see what they did. They basically made a sketch show with uh, something connecting them all. And I quite enjoyed that as a format. And I think for the TV Christmas show, it obviously was. Mm Mm-hmm. It was probably very appropriate. I think mm-hmm. they did well with that. Um, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I would say it's not it's not the same thing as a, as a carry on film, so it's not really comparable. And I would say the films are better, but um, because it's the, they are one narrative. Yes, there's a bit more involved to it. Mm-hmm. It's not just a sketch show, but obviously the key people, um, Kenneth Connor, Jane Sims, and Hattie Jakes. Mm-hmm. could turn their hand at many different characters, even mm-hmm. within the same sketch. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just impressive, isn't it? Mm-hmm. There, there were some missing people. <laughs> well, that, this is the first carry-on that we've seen of any description that doesn't include one of three people. Sid James, Kenneth Williams, Charles Hawtrey. Yeah. Can the carry-on survive without those, without any of those three? I think if this was trying to be a film without those three, I would probably have issues with it. Right. Because the format is different as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had some good new folk. Well, there's all the uh, Butterworth was in it. Ah, Butterworth. So he, he's he, hardly new. He's been no, about no, no, it for no. decades. I was going to say that first, and then yeah. and then the guy that I didn't know, Jack Douglas. Jack Douglas, mm-hmm. and he was also very good. So I think as a thing as itself, it held its own. Mm-hmm. It would certainly carry on. Right. Um, but uh, I wouldn't encourage it for the future. But I think, yeah, it managed to do that. So, well done them. Mm-hmm. So, um, did you notice that there was two writers credited? No. Well, there was two writers credited because one of them fell ill. The, new, the usual guy who writes the carry-on films, Talbot Rothwell, he fell ill. And they had to get somebody else to take over. And I think some of the slight disjointedness uh, comes from that. That, you know, there are bits that it's like, yeah, this isn't quite carry on. Right, okay. Um, all, I would almost say, I, I appreciate that the, uh, the films have been getting more and more lured away from innuendo and towards just smut. But there was bits of this that were like, this is just smut. Like the, Adam, the whole Adam and Eve sketch was very short. Mm. But was basically just smut. Um, whereas they did a slightly similar thing in the middle of the sailor story sketch, um, where Kenneth Connor was describing his <laughs> instrument, how yes. when you raise it up and wave it about. And also when Hattie Jakes was rubbing their thighs unnecessarily and mm-hmm. they were having issues controlling themselves. Yeah, but that was that was good innuendo, I thought. Oh, uh, really? Just I thought it was a bit I obvious. Was a bit too I much. think they could have been a bit more subtle. Okay. With their struggles. All right. Um, and very Christmassy. You gotta love a bit of panto. Yes, lovely. Well, well, well. 
I think we will. Will we start there or will we finish there? No, because that really is a big finish. I finish think. there. Which we just go through the storylines. Okay. Obviously, there's the main thread. The pudding weaved club. Through the whole thing. Weaved. Uh-huh. Weaved. Um, and I did not like the speeded up film element. No. Of it. I thought that was unnecessary. It was mm-hmm. just to show the passing of a course. Yeah. You could have just had um, normal speed. I thought, especially at the beginning, the title sequence of when they were all going to cupboards and that kind of thing. Oh, yes. It was very Benny Hill, in, in not a good way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's made by Thames, Benny Hill's company. I take it he was around at this time. Yeah, and it's on TV. Benny Hill was like top yeah. TV at this point, so. They're trying to be something they're not, and I think mm-hmm. it's, it, it's beneath them to try and compete it's with beneath that. them. Beneath this art form. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember, it, it was quite heavy on the effects. The, as you say, the speeded up film, there was a bit that was obviously done backwards. Yes. Um, Just to show they could. Yeah, yes. Uh, the, I think this was actually quite good. The bottle exploding. Yes. It was actually very well done. And the plate going into half. And the plate going in half. And uh, a bit of CSO, um, green screen, chroma key, however you want to call it. Uh, mainly in the Aladdin bit with the fairy on the tree. Oh, the yes. genie appearing. Um, and there was another bit of CSO at one point. Oh, the, the girl appearing as well. Uh, so it was kind of, so it was stuff that you would, which I think we've mentioned before, there's not a lot of special effects in carry-on films. No. Or um, even, you know, scenery or props or anything. <laughs> I think, actually, interestingly, on that point, you kind of saw the difference between TV and film here, because everything seemed so cramped, I thought. And, and everything I, was kind of hemmed in. And I think in. there's a bit of sugliness. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, it smacks a bit of Doctor Who here. Mm. Uh, now... Toby Haydock's been through every single episode of Doctor Who, and he found four instances of scenery shaking. So let's nip that myth in the bud, shall we? Uh, <laughs> he really is a ming-mong, isn't he? <laughs> you can't call people mongs, you are. That's very bad. I think you should apologise for anybody who might be offended by what you Sorry, I do not associate the whole term that I'm not going to repeat with the ming term that you just said. Okay. Uh, so the f- so we had that thread of the pudding club. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the ad- the very short Adam and Eve sketch. No, no, the pudding club. Let's go back to that. All right, okay. Um, I did think Kenneth Connor, mm-hmm. with as that host character, was very good. Mm-hmm. He was he did create the sort of narrative that you needed to try and wedge these stories together mm-hmm. somehow, and I think he he was very good at that. I loved it when he introduced himself. Oh, as the old major at the end yes. of the table. Uh-huh. Um, yes, that was done very well. Um, and then there was the new guy, I'm never going to remember his name. Jack Douglas. Jack Douglas, trying to get in rude limericks every course. That, oh, yeah. I quite enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but yes, then we got on to the stories. Mm-hmm. The Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. Unnecessary. Well, I didn't quite, didn't quite understand what the joke was. I mean, obviously, he was asking, Adam was asking Eve for something for his Christmas, and you were supposed to think that it was some sort of sex, but in fact, he was asking for her fig leaf. Was it her fig leaf? I think so. Well, that makes a bit more sense, that Which... she took it off to, to, to make you think, yes, she was... Oh, right. Oh, I see. Yeah. Consenting to... Her, him seeing her nakedness and therefore mm-hmm. her hay. 
But, um, but then instead of that... He ate it. He ate it. Why did he eat it? Because he thought it looked yummy. Oh. But you have to have an anti, you have to have an uh, an alternative ending so that you have to think, oh, it's just me that thought they were talking about sex. Yeah, but but it has to make some kind of sense. You don't eat leaves, you don't eat fig leaves like that, do you? It could have been a lettuce leaf. Okay. Right, so I didn't like that one. Did you like that one? Not particularly. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Then we had the, I didn't write down the names, The Last Outpost, was that the next one? Africa is all I've written, called it. Now, all I've written down against this one is... A Strange Feeling of Deja Vu? Done before. (laughs) In two different films slammed together. They even called the bird, the Uslan bird. I know. Which was the same name as in Up the Jungle. But... And the whole concept was but, was the end of Up the Kaiba. Yeah, it's just the, the the joke of British people just carry on when all the world's going to pot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, there's not enough funny in that. Yeah. Um, and there wasn't a Sid James, and there wasn't mm-hmm. a. There's a lot of things there wasn't. And there wasn't, and there wasn't really a what punchline to it either. Apart from the fact he killed all his family. Yeah, not that funny. And then. Regretted using the port. Regretted using the port. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did love uh-huh. in this scene was Joan Sims as the old woman. As the, as the grandmother. Uh-huh. Yeah, I just thought she was really good at it, just uh-huh. saying all the inappropriate things about what was done to her back mm-hmm. in the day. So, we didn't say we didn't like it. No. <laughs> so that is a bit our takeaway from that. Uh-huh. Um, I would say, actually, most of them were good, but I did find Babs was a bit... She has kind of one part. She mm-hmm. she's not very adaptable into playing oh, into playing other parts. She's not old. Uh, I mean, she wasn't. It wasn't um, awkward to have her there. Uh-huh. But I didn't admire her for being oh so different in that scene. And, and, and to and be honest, yeah, the thing with that is they've got four of the best actors for that. Yeah. And those those are the other four: John Sims, Hattie Jakes, Peter Butterworth, and Kenneth Connor do turn their hands to a lot of different characters in the films mm. and in this and do it very well. Whereas Babs is a bit more like Sid or Kenny or Charlie and yeah. she is Babs. Yeah. Yeah. So that that but I think having Babs in that in contrast to um Joan Sims mm-hmm. I mean Hattie Jakes is quite similar to her other parts, but it just shined it up a bit more, I mm. think, to have that in the same scene. Mm-hmm. So the next little skit was the musician's story. Yes. I thought that was very clever, those songs. They were, you... they were well done, and can, they seemed like madrigals, but they weren't funny enough. The first what was the first one? Oh, it was just, it was real sort of sub-Turonist stuff. They just said naughty words, and then it became actually about something else. Balls, balls, mm. it's a time of parties and balls. Yes, banquets and balls. Uh, banquets and balls, that's right. Uh, the second one, I, I was worried, which was about um, seeing King Henry with his Hampton court, with his Hampton court. court. Yes, I thought well, I didn't I, get that for a while. I'm well, sure. I kind of got, I kind of worried. Like, are we ever going to actually have one where it could potentially be about him having his penis caught somewhere? But we always did get that with the window, the set down, the, the yes, and the, and the sash coming down, the window sash coming down. So I so didn't. I looked at that, that again. That. When they said sash, I was thinking. Oh, like a beauty queen sash. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how's it? and then, yeah. Yeah, a window instead, or a sash case window. Yes, yeah. no, I realised that. Those madrigals were actually written for 
carry on Henry, but not used. Oh, I see. So a bit of recycling. So Another bit of recycling. So this is just there. cutoffs from. A little bit of that. Yeah, mm. a little bit of that. The interesting point there I noticed as well was at one point there was a close up of there was a stuffed dog sitting yes. beside the piano, and at one point they did a close up of it and it got a laugh. His master's voice. Was that what was said at the time? No, but I think that's what we were meant oh. to think it was. Oh, I would have got that if the line in the song at that point had been something about his master's voice. Yeah. Right. Or do you think? Oh, so you think because they were musicians in the that was as tenuous as it was. Oh, right. They were, if that was them singing. They all had good singing voices. Aye. And, and, I think and, it was. And there was quite a lot of difficult wording, like, that you could trip over your tongue, you mm-hmm. know, like, mm-hmm. trying to enunciate. Enunciate. Mm-hmm. Um, the sailor story. The sailor story, yes. The sailor story was basically a haunted house story, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, even though I'm not a big fan of it, they needed a bit more scaring before you actually revealed what had happened. Mm-hmm. Because you went straight from oh there's something wrong oh to uh, for ages, then discovering it was a haunted house and then immediately the uh, culprit was identified unveiled, unveiled yeah. and and I think they could have had a bit more running around and screaming about uh, hauntedness though mm-hmm. I know we'll get on to our laughs mm-hmm. no we'll, I'll leave it for the laughs but yeah there were some funny bits um, I thought um, that. In Hattie and Joan in that in particular were very good. Yes. And the, the, you know, they were distinctive characters when they could essentially both put the same character there. Um, and I thought Jack Douglas was very good there as well as the, as the butler, Ringworm. Yes. And Butterworth is, Butterworth is so good. Yes. He's always, there was a bit where he was pacing up and down with Kenneth Connor and he also did a little skip to get himself back into, oh, really good, really good. And his reactions to things are superb as well. You can, yeah. I can't. I find it and difficult to not watch Butterworth whenever he's on the screen. But also, you wonder that majority of what he does, you know, is probably ad libbed. Yeah, it's not a writer telling him mm-hmm. that this is the funny. Mm. He adds the funny to mm-hmm. a lot of scenes. He brings the funny. He brings the funny. Bring the funny, Butterworth. Well done, Aladdin. Uh, well, before we get to that, since um, just to get there. The uh, coconuts being used to pretend to be the horse. Mm-hmm. This predates Monty Python and the Holy Grail. you saying it, it... Just saying. Just saying. Some comedy teams get all the plaudits. Some comedy teams think up all the ideas. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Aladdin. Now, I quite enjoyed the fact that suddenly we were in Panto, just because, you know, it's night of summer. Um, but <laughs> I did. I thought Hattie as the fairy queen was very good. Mm-hmm. And I quite like the fact that she, she, you know, the part was that she thought she didn't like Panto and thought it was all rubbish. I quite I liked that. I, I can I just say overall, it's really difficult because you love Panto. Overall, I, I thought it was actually really good, but there was just some bits in it that you were like, no, you don't, you don't, don't do this, don't do this. But they did. Well, some bits were so of a different time, mm-hmm. I didn't even get. Why do all the China people go to hell? I didn't understand that. They all go... Well, They she, go that way. It's either you know, to she, hell or be gay. I don't know which no, one. No, I don't think it was that. She made a move with her um, wand at that point. They all go that way, a horizontal line. 
I think it may have been a reference to... A CTI thing? A CTI thing, yes. Right. Okay. See, this is why it's so a different time yeah, that we can't even yeah. understand what they're talking about. And I mean, in Kenneth Connor, who was Hanky Poo, had a, had a very, you know, first of all was in yellow face, second of all, um, had the sort of stereotypical accent as well. Mm. Um, so yes. And, and then almost what made it worse was when Joan Sims appeared out of her, um, carriage, there were Asian actresses playing our handmaidens. And that almost made it worse. Made it obvious that it's like, oh, it, they weren't actually playing yeah, the main parts. Like, oh, yes. So. Um, yes. But I do think we both know that the worst thing. Hey, what's all this caper? Oh, I think he's trying to rape her. Yes. Yes. Now, I know we've discussed it was a different time mm-hmm. and had a lot of rapey jokes that mm-hmm. we find uncomfortable, but that brought it to a new level of uncomfort, didn't it? It really did. It really did. Um, and then the, the next line that I don't think we quite cottoned on to because we were so shocked yeah. was saying something about how, oh, I'd quite like to watch this. Uh, it was oh, like, yeah. Uh, it was like, oh, dearie me. Yeah, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, there's just no, there's, it, it took you out of it, it spoiled it. Yeah. It, it was, it was unnecessary, really. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, well, well we can't want, defend it. And we're not I know, and I, 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 as we say with all of these things, it was such a different time that it was not noticed at the time. As being at all wrong. Yeah, we do, can, I don't think anybody would have batted an eyelid at it. So you don't think Babs would have looked twice at those no. lines and thought anything? I don't think so. I mean, that's how different a time it was. Mm. But in contrast to, to that... To be honest, it's not that long ago that, you know, you know, you can't do jokes... You, can, you cannot... These days, you can't do jokes about rape, quite rightly. But it's not been that long since that has been a hard and fast rule. Mm. So let's celebrate the fact that we're in the 21st century and yes. uh, at least on these kind of points, attitudes have changed. Um, but yes. But in contrast to that. <laughs> contrast? contrast. I, I can contrast to that, but you carry on. Um, the, the opening scene that we didn't like, the Benny Hill bit, mm-hmm. there was women forcing themselves on men or pulling men into cupboards. Oh yes, yes, uh huh. Which I thought, well at least at least it's an equal opportunities mm-hmm, rape mm-hmm. situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my my account of that was going to be that I thought in the Aladdin bit, Babs was really good. Yes. She was good. She was absolutely perfect for that character. They were all really good. Butterworth was really good as the I'm sure they they must have all well done Panto. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And those would have been the parts they would have played. Maybe Joan Sims maybe wouldn't have been the, the, uh, beauty, the yeah. beauty. She'd probably have been the fairy godmother as well. Um, but oh yes, I'm, you could see how comfortable Butterworth was as the day. But do you think they, they wanted to do this as part of advertising their own services? <laughs> I don't know. I think they would have been the big names in Panto yeah. at this, at this point anyway. Um, so I don't think that's Bab still is. I don't know if Babs does Panto anymore. I bet you Babs did panto a lot in the sort of early East 80s. Oh. Yeah, before she got into East End, I mm. bet she did a lot of pantos then. Okay, it pays the bills. It's and, and can it's great and can it's true you get a packed theatre of can 
kids enjoying themselves, mm. adults enjoying themselves, old folk enjoying themselves. Panto is Panto is wonderful. Panto is such a great thing. I know, and that's why we go and see five of them every year. <laughs> well, they're so good. I'd like I'm, to say different ones. I would like yeah, we see the same one five times. I would love to see a panto that was done like that, like pantos one used to be done all in rhyming couplets. Oh, well, I thought you were going to say all rapey. No, not all rapey. Uh, done in that way, like that. Mm. Uh, shall we <laughs> mention the other things that were of a different time? Oh, in the I haven't pantos? written down anything else. Uh, there was at least two references to things oh, being clear. Gay panic. Yes, gay panic. Well, not, a bit queer. No, I didn't write in gay panic. This was the bit I did find uncomfortable, was the um, uh, transsexual panic. Because, oh, with the genie. Well, they're, yeah, they're making jokes about men dressed up as women, because, you know, it's yeah, panic. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the devil saying, we're not going to have any of that kind of queer stuff in hell. Yeah, we it might, might be bad, bad, but we're not mm-hmm. that bad. Yeah. And that was, yeah, that was very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another bit I didn't quite understand what the joke was, was, uh, the, the, the devil or the lord of the underworld couldn't, couldn't rhyme. And that seemed to be put down to the fact that he'd had a vasectomy? Yes, but it was just to, to not say the word vasectomy. Right. Versectomy. Oh, a versectomy. Oh, wow, that's quite clever. <laughs> but they should have needed to say it. You need to ram these things home. But Ooh, they don't matron. say the word vasectomy because you know it's like toilet. Yeah, it's like toilet. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they left it up to the ah, intelligent audience. Got you. Got you. Got you. Right. Right. Oh, I actually think it's slightly higher of it now. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Right. Okay. I'm clever too. Yeah. Well done. Uh, now I think that pantomime bit, that Aladdin pantomime bit, that I think is when people. Turn their noses up at, at the carry-ons. That's what they think all the carry-ons are like. Mm. Whereas the the truth is, from what we've seen so far, I think that actually that was that wasn't just a step further. Okay, that was four or five steps further than what we've seen so far. In lewdness. In lewdness. Yes. In, in inappropriateness. In lack of narrative. Days. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean specifically that Aladdin bit. Yeah. But at the same time, it was quite funny. Not those bits, but, you know, overall. Well, should we um, go through the funny? The laughs. The yes. laughs. Yes, let's do I'm that. I'm sure there's more than I've written down, but you can fill me in. Okay. <laughs> oh, matroneur. Pick them away. Uh, at the beginning, when... New guy, Jack Douglas. Jack Douglas. Um, hit the gong, like the ranked man. Uh-huh. And I think that was a bit of a nod to the rank. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, dinner is served. He was camp. He was camp. I just mm-hmm. laughed at the campness. Is that you wrong? like a bit of campery? Did you like it when he did a shudder? Not as much. No? Okay. No. Okay. Um, I think I probably just got caught on that initial one Yeah. with the unexpectedness. Mm-hmm. Because when it was repeated endlessly, I didn't find <laughs> didn't that find as, as funny. funny. Yeah. No. Um, I, you know, a lot of these have, a lot of jokes have a long setup. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, come on, you know where this is going, mm-hmm. just get there. Well, this one, for mm-hmm. some reason, I didn't expect. Which was? In the Africa scene, uh-huh. when Peter, uh, the Ken Connor, Connor said to the manservant, mm-hmm. you can speak their language, what are those drums saying? And he thought mm-hmm. for a long time, what they're saying, 
boom to do boom to do boom boom boom. Mm-hmm. That made me laugh. Yeah, you say we had we had a long setup, etc. I don't know. I'll just just have a look back and see if you laughed when the exact same joke <laughs> was given in uh, in up the jungle. Well, I know. So I should, even more, I should have been expecting it. <laughs> yeah, it should have resulted it, in a groan. I think it was almost entire, exactly I word know. for word between Sid and, and Bernie in that. But you know, my lack of memory probably mm-hmm. helps in this kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um. Also in the Africa scene. Mm-hmm. When Peter Butterworth was getting off with Jack, Captain uh, Dripping, with uh, Barbara Brad, yeah. mm-hmm. um, when Kenneth Connor walked in and said, "Sir, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Remember your position." He goes, oh, "Yes,", yes. and, and they back got back it. into the position. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. So that's yep. all I've got for Africa. Have you got anything more? No, nothing Africa? else for Africa. And then the sailor. The sailor story. Uh huh. When Kenneth Connor turned up. Uh-huh. And Jack Douglas was opening the door, but then kept closing on them. <laughs> With his kitchen. I didn't find that funny. And no. it's one of these jokes that built up. Yeah. And kept being done until I was forced to make it funny, found it funny, when Kenneth Connor's hat was squished the wrong way. No, better, uh, uh, no uh, Peter Barworth's hat was, was, was flattened out. Flattened out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I laughed at that. They all seem to laugh at that, and I wonder if that was something that Peter Butterworth discovered his hat could do. And didn't tell and them. And didn't tell them until it was a couple of points where I thought, they're all laughing at this yeah. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there was the picture with the eyes for nipples. Oh, yes. That was quite clever, because it was a sort of, sort of, sort of subverting what you expected to be a yeah. portrait, that the eyes looked at you, but in fact the eyes appeared at the nipples. Yes. Know. That's all I have for Sailor. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't got anything else for Sailor. And all the rest were associated with Aladdin. Yes. Um, they obviously, because they were doing the sort of rhyming verse, mm-hmm. they could leave out the rude words yes. and you could just you fill them in with your head. Yeah. So there was the little sod mm-hmm. one. Um, but then. The golf instructor. What was that? It was blah, blah, blah. Um, it was Nanky Poo said it about. Widow well, she wasn't called Widow Twanky, she was called Hole in One. Um, her husband was a golf instructor, a profession that it's very hard to find a reasonable rhyme for when there was the obviously it would be fucked her. Oh, I see. Now that passed me by. Ah, Sorry. see, yeah, see, you, you might have got a vasectomy, vasectomy, <laughs> but I, but you didn't get golf instructor. But then they had a couple of moments. Where the build-up, and I did not see this coming, not even the second time, was to be able to allow them to sing. Ah, yes. A popular there was song. a place for, for us. Because there was no, no salmon. salmon yeah. And then the next one was a whole contrived thing about making a stool, and she wanted it. And <laughs> yes, I wonder, I was like, where's this going? And then they turned to the screen, and... There was know, no oak. There was no oak. They turned to the screen, they looked at us and went... It had to, to be, be you. you. I don't yes. love that. Um, How much of that do you think is because one of the pantomimes that we saw, I mean, that's a, that's a common thing in pantomime that they do, that they do yeah. reference um, or lines from songs. But one pantomime that we saw last year um, had a bit where it was all things like that and that our son has particularly picked up on that. Hello. Oh, yeah. Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> Ah, it's brilliant. Um, 
And the only other joke I had was when Hattie Jakes was being the fairy godmother mm-hmm. and her wand broke and she went, even the props don't work. This is rubbish. <laughs> and walked off again. So, yes, I enjoyed Hattie not having much respect for the panto. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was funny. So that's all I've got. Okay. Um, no, I didn't have any more than that. That's quite a lot of laughs you had there, really. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine laughs in, in only 45 minutes. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I think we've kind of gone through this, but let's just, you know, tick it off because we need to. No, uh, indeed. <laughs> the Babs isn't dead. Babs and isn't I presume, dead. um, why has she got a look in? Because she's Valerie Leon. Okay. Was there not other Totty that we were? There was one other Totty. Appeared, but, but she only not, appeared. But she's not important enough. Well, I don't know who she was. Okay. Uh, uh, but oh. is she dead? Who? Valerie, Valerie Lane. No, she's still alive. I think they're the only ones that are. They are. Um, so, uh, how did you think? Is he? He was the uh, Oriental ori- Orator in the pantomime. Oh, yeah, he didn't have enough. This is Brian Oulton that we're looking at here. No, he doesn't have enough in it for it to get a comment. Okay. Um, right, so. First of all, this is in the order of billing. What do we notice about the order of billing? Why, why is Kenneth Connor and Butterworth after the women? I mean, I don't think it's wrong, but... Yeah, the women were all top-billed. Yeah. Interesting. Probably a first. Possibly to apologise for the awfulness yeah. of the programme <laughs> when it came to women. But, uh, yes, so, um, Hattie Jakes, top-billed. Well, come on, come on, Emma, let me do it. Hi Jakes, how was she? Good. John Sims? Good. Barbara Windsor? Good. But not as good as them? True. Kenneth Connor? Brilliant. You, you really, you've always loved Kenneth Connor, haven't you? Yes, his many characters. Uh, Peter Butterworth? Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Jack Douglas? Good. Valerie Leon? Nice tits. That's <laughs> all she was there Walsh for. Was there. Oh, fair enough. Uh, this, this gentleman, was um, the genie. Now. And the manservant. And he must have had some other parts as well. I'm not sure I enjoyed the genie. Oh. He was quite gay. Might you have enjoyed the genie? Because he wouldn't have been so obviously gay had he been played by Charles Hawtrey. Was that the plan? Yes, indeed. And Both of these were brought in to replace Charles Hawtrey, uh-huh. who walked out two days before filming began. Why do you think he walked out two days before filming began? Because he wasn't top billing. Because he wasn't going to get top billing, because they decided Hattie was going to get top billing. But, as you know, Charlie's argument was, wait a minute, Sid gets billing over me, Kenny Williams gets billing over me, and Terry Scott got billing over me because he was well known on TV in the first one. None of them are in it. Mm. But in the interim, well, not quite in the interim, but Hattie was also well known on TV. Yeah. And she did have good parts in this. Mm. Um, so, no, she's getting top billing. So, Hotry left. And he probably wasn't missed that much. Well, I think he well, well, to be honest with you, I think the genie actually he would have been he can he because Charles Hawtrey oddly could play that character without it being a gay stereotype because Charles Hawtrey is is almost other he's almost yeah. he's not gay he's Charles Hawtrey mm. whereas Norman Rossington, which is who it was, 
who you may remember was actually in the very first Carry On film. No. Okay. <laughs> had to play it very, very effeminate and, and, and gay. Right. Um, so, but you didn't really like him no. as that. No. Or as the other characters that he played. I don't recall them, so it must have been rubbish. He was the manservant in the African too. Yeah, you know. And uh, Brian Wilton. Yeah. I didn't even remember him then. We've done who's dead, we've done who's alive. So, um, contact us. Contact us if you should, would like to talk about talk to us about uh, carry on stuffing. Um, and there's plenty to talk about. If you violently disagree with us uh, on one thing or another, if you're offended by anything Fiona has said, I'm very sorry. Uh, no offence was intended. None. Um, or do anything that I've said, but I think I'm, I'm pretty good at that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> you can contact us. You don't look impressed by this. Just, just get on with the Twitter stuff. Uh, yes, you can us at gmail.com or at carryonpodcast on Twitter. So the question that we have to ask at this point is, do we carry on? Yes. Yes. What would have to happen? What if, what if the next one was of a similar quality to that? What would make you stop? That's why I wonder at this point. I've kind of invested so much that I kind of think I have to see it to the end. Mm-hmm. Um, There's only another 15 to go, so you know, we're well on the way. How many have we done? <laughs> this actually must be um, 26 or 27. So it might be two thirds through. Mm, yep, yep. Well, that's quite exciting. Mm-hmm. Um... What would have to happen for me to say no, no more? I think if all the key carry-on people dropped out, mm-hmm. I might struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was enough in this one for me to be happy, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll just if that was maintained... We'll try and soldier on. Yeah. Okie okay, dokes. Uh, so, all that remains then is to say thank you very much for listening and join us again next time we carry on up the missus. Bye! Bye! Carry on! Regardless.